Enter the world of classic James Bond. We are the Spy-Fi Guys, and this is From Russia With Love, the video game. Welcome to Spy-Fi Guys, where we cover spy facts, spy fiction, and everything in between. I'm Christian. And I'm Zach. And happy Global James Bond Day yeah. to you, Christian. Thank you. Yes, yes, it is Global James Bond Day. And so as a treat for our listeners, we are doing our very first video game coverage. Yeah, I had a joke ready about how I was going to say, today we're doing a, From Russia With Love, the classic James Bond, and then I was going to pretend it was a movie, and you were going to say, actually, it's it's the game. that Like a whole shtick. <laughs> then it didn't happen. Nope. <laughs> yeah, so a little background on the game. It was released in 2005 from EA Games. After Everything or Nothing, which featured Pierce Brosnan and GoldenEye Rogue Agent. And it was released for the Xbox, GameCube, PS2, and PSP. And it features the likeness and voice of Sean Connery. And the likeness of most characters from the film From Us With Love, Connery is the only one to return to voice his character. Most of the other actors and actresses had passed away, or in the case of, I think, uh, Tatiana Romanova, the actress was still alive, but the person who did her voice had passed. Oh, because she was dubbed over. Back in the early Sean Connery days, I think all the way up through You Only Live Twice, and actually, no, through to... No, on Her Majesty's, everyone voiced their own, except for, um, what you call, Lazenby in a few parts. But yeah, but up to about You Only Live Twice, most of the Bond girls are dubbed by the same voice actor, Vicky... Oh, no, sorry, Nikki Vandersil. Vandersil, something to that effect, yeah. So they all kind of have the same voice? Is that what you're saying? Hmm. And, and actually, a lot of the, you know, at Bond allies as well are also, vo- like, all dubbed by the same person, who I don't remember who that one is. But yeah, so there's, there's some very similar voices that come around. Yeah, I anyway. remember in the early Bond movies, they would cast the Bond girls as mo- from, from models, mm-hmm. not from yeah. actresses so much. Yeah, yeah I believe that uh, the actress for Tatiana Romanova, uh, Daniela Bianchi, who is Italian, which is like a Miss Italy or something like that. Mm-hmm. And this is also the last uh, James Bond video game from EA as they lost the rights to Activision in about 2006 or so. And right. uh, what, well, I guess we'll talk about the future of James Bond games later. Yeah. So uh, you've just recently finished playing through this game, right? Yeah, like... A couple months ago, I borrowed oh. Christian's copy. I played it on the GameCube, which mm-hmm. I think affected my experience quite a lot. Um, okay. But I, we also wow. attempted Shots to play... fired at the GameCube. Well, it's a shooter on the GameCube. And? That's not what the GameCube was built for. Eh. It's built for Mario. It's built for Smash. Or is that really the only things that you ever played it on? Okay, played well, uh, anyway... I watched a YouTube video of some parts of this from a PS2 yeah. rep, and it seemed to run a lot smoother. Okay. So I, 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 you can maybe do a comparison. Maybe you can look into it later. Hmm. So uh, I don't okay. know if we want to get into this now, but I attempted to play Everything or Nothing. Oh, but I borrowed both the games from Christian, and I found it basically unplayable. And you were just bad at it. <laughs> that is also possible. I don't play a lot of classic games. I like, yeah. I like the new stuff. Yeah, okay. So, my experience... So, I played this when it was released in 2005. Um, I played it on Xbox at that time. Mm-hmm. Um, I b- borrowed my friend's Xbox to play it. And then I, you know, got it for... I have a Wii, so I got 
which can play GameCube games. So I got it for the GameCube and I played it on there. I've beaten it. And last night I played it a couple more times or played a couple first like five levels or so just to mm-hmm. re familiarize myself. I also watched a couple of like pay- playthroughs. I've watched uh, Calvin Dyson, who's big on the YouTube bomb community, did a video on it. And I watched a video that had like all of the cut scenes. So I, was, I, I did a little bit of a dive into it. Oh my gosh, you'll be this prepared for every movie we cover? Hey, I prepare by watching each movie and actually taking meticulous <laughs> notes. I, I guess I can't ask for much more than that. <laughs> but it sounds like you really like the game. Well, let's get to it. So one of the interesting things about the game is, you know, For Much We Love is not actually the most action-packed Bond movie. Um, so they had to add in a few things to sort of make it more, you know, video gamey. Well, yes, clearly. Though, here's a question for you, Christian. I assume mm-hmm. you remembered from Russia with Love absolutely perfectly. Yeah, the movie that is. Yeah. Okay, I had seen it a long time ago. I figured it. I much. had very little memory of it. Do you want to yeah. know what I remembered before what playing do you remember? the game? I remember he fights a guy on a train and throws okay. it out the window. And when they said Lector, I was like, okay, I remember the Lector. And then I remember Ilsa Club with the foot and the foot knife. But then when I played the game, I was like, okay, the gypsy camp. Yeah, I kind of remember that now. The friend with the mustache. Mm -hmm. Okay. But that's about it. (laughs) And I think you meant Rosa Club. Yeah, that's right. The woman with the the fight. The the shoe (laughs) knife, yes. Yes, the shoe knife. Here's some of the differences between the film and game. So the game adds a prologue set in London where Bond rescues the prime minister's daughter. That was using great. The, <laughs> using the jetpack, which wouldn't be seen in the films until Thunderball, two films after this. Is Thunderball the only one that's in? Or is it in yes. another one? It yeah. is. Well, um, it makes an appearance in Die Another Day when they show a bunch of old gadgets. Okay, that's not really what I meant, but thank you. <laughs> you asked if it's the only time it appeared, and that's what it's the yeah. only time it's used. Really. It's the only time it's that's what I was going for, right? I mean it's it is activated, you know as a as a joke in Die Another Day, but that's, again, that's not really what you're asking for. No, that's the only time. Alright, so in the video game, there's also no appearance from either Kronstein, who is the person, the mastermind behind this whole plot, mm-hmm. uh, or Blofeld, who, you know, you only see Blofeld like, behind a screen or you know, from the back of his head until uh, you only have twice. But mm. in the film, it is his first appearance. But and in, I bet there are some rights issues around Blofeld. There are, and we will get to that. Yeah, I suspected um, as much. So, but instead, all of their lines are still in here, but they're spoken by Rosa Klebb instead. Oh, okay. And as you were saying, so Spectre in this film is replaced by Octopus due to the rights to Spectre being tied up with lawsuits with Kevin McClory, who was a producer on... Never Say Never Again. That's a whole long story that I won't get into. Q appears in a training sequence in Q Lab rather than just coming to M's office to give him a gadget. And obviously the game expands on a lot of different scenes from the films, adds driving levels with the Aston Martin DB5, which of course doesn't appear until Goldfinger. Uh And is also somehow a left-hand drive in this rather than the right-hand drive that it usually is because it's a British car. Huh. So they put it as an American, like, uh, on the American side. Some kind of American version. Interesting. You know, having a Q level is just such a great way to have a tutorial level in a game. 
Well, if you'd actually finished everything or nothing, you'd see that they did that ex like exact same thing. Okay, I watched everything or nothing on YouTube <laughs> because I loved Willem Dafoe as a James Bond villain, so I had to watch it even if I couldn't play it. So I do remember that, and it was okay. John Cleese. Which it is was great. John Cleese, yes, yeah. who was in Die Another Day because it's yeah. Red Grant is not killed in the tr train fight via his uh, uh, watch garrote, but instead right. seemingly killed by being thrown onto the tracks and killed by a train. The game adds a final boss fight in an octopus base where it's revealed that Red Grant is still alive and he fights Bond in a giant octopus mech. Yeah, you kill him twice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So that's those are the big differences. There's obviously, like, yeah, like I said, a lot of these levels expand on things, but it's mostly... Wait a second. After the story, what? <clears throat> I don't. I don't remember him breaking into a volcano lair and stopping a nuclear missile in, from Russia with love. Did that happen? That's why I said that was the final boss fight in no, an no. octopus base. Oh, so that that whole bit, obviously. Yeah, that's right. the whole bit. What about that. him running around bunkers and blasting everybody? I mean, which part? That's like the whole game. <laughs> well, that's why I said it expands on things. This just so. adds lots and lots of yeah. action. Yeah. Now, as I've said before, the gameplay is similar to Everything or Nothing. It's a third-person shooter. You can lock onto targets with your left trigger. You have various gadgets you can use, including a Q-copter drone, laser watch, stun cufflinks, and a briefcase turret. It's non-regenerative health. You can pick up armor to protect yourself, but your health doesn't come back, unlike most modern games, which is probably why you died a lot, Zach. That is not why. <laughs> the reason why is because in this game... Well, so in this game... The first thing that I really liked about it is there's lots of pickups. There's lots of armor pickups. And there's lots of ammo pickups. Mm -hmm. And everything or nothing. Now that we're going to, I'm not going to compare the, the, the whole time. <laughs> that was the, the reason why I found it so difficult was because you were constantly getting hurt and there was no way to get more health. Mm. Like, there was, but you just had to know where it was. You had to, it was like hidden. As opposed to here, when you kill a guy, he drops armor pretty frequently, which was nice. It wasn't too challenging. And if you're quick on the draw, you can usually get them before it gets you. Okay. So you can switch between guns and gadgets using a load screen, which also pauses the game. My favorite part of this is also that you can get alternate outfits for Bond by searching through like different cabinets on each level. The outfits include tuxedos, other suits. So you start off in a like dark gray car charcoal suit, and right. you could get his light lighter gray suit. And you also have his stealth outfit as well. Yeah, and there's also a snow outfit, I believe. Oh, and, right. and I snow outfit. You have his white tuxedo, like, on the cover. Mm -hmm. But I don't know if this was true in the versions that you played, mm -hmm. the non-GameCube ones. But if you died in, a, in a, a custom suit, when you came back, it would be in your old suit. Like, hmm. not the changed suit. Well, you can always change it back pretty easily. Yeah, but that's, like, annoying. Eh, <laughs> never noticed it. Yeah. <laughs> All right. All right, so... That's sort of, yeah, an overview of the game itself. Let's mm -hmm. review. I want to hear your thoughts, Zach. Well, yeah, there's a lot. Do you want to, like, review about... Do you want to be, like, more specific about, like, which... So I guess we'll start with, like... the. Okay, I, I guess so So there's there's guns, there's cars, and then there's the jetpack. Those are, like, the three types. Okay. So, the... yeah, I, I, I like the jetpack the most. <laughs> It was super right. fun and pretty yeah. easy. Like once you realize you you can just strafe around yeah. while constantly shooting, um, mm -hmm. it was pretty enjoyable and pretty cathartic just to blow up everybody. And yeah. yet, still yeah. pretty challenging because there's shot. Oh, there's also boats. That's pretty oh, yeah. similar there's, to yeah. jetpack. Mm -hmm. uh, the cars I also enjoyed mm -hmm. as well. The the gun play 
was fun, but it was also the most frustrating because I felt like I was always running out of ammo. What did, were you doing? Did you experience this? No. Okay, what level did you put this on? Regular? Agent. Oh, oh see, I did operative. Is that, like, lower than agent? Yeah, that's the easiest level. I might have done operative, too. I don't okay. know what to tell you. Yeah. I, never, I never, well, at least when I replayed the first five levels, you wasn't running out of problem. ammo. No. Did in you like just the, not pick up enough ammo everywhere? No, I well in the better gun, like the better guns, like the AK forty seven, the sniper rifle, the shotgun. I mean, by the way, that was my favorite gun. Was the really? shotgun? Okay. Yes, just because it's so not Sean Connery, James Bond, to like run into a room and just blow everybody away like you're the Punisher. <laughs> I like the SMG best. I think was my favorite gun. Well, I feel like the best gun is the the pistol, the PP seven. Mm-hmm. Because because it's like stun locks, guys, and the clip is so long that you can just keep shooting them. Mm-hmm. Uh, what did you think of the 007 moments? I mean, I love that. That's a that those have been in the games. I think at least in certain since EA has had the license, really. And I always mm-hmm. think that's a fun thing, you know, because you there are different ways you can do do this. You can take a more stealthy approach. You can go guns blazing, mm-hmm. and so the fact that they have. These moments, they could, yeah. So if you do something that's very 007 like, say, using your grappling hook to, you know, crash through a window and knock out a guy, and that gives you a 007 moment, I thought that's a nice touch. Yeah. Some of them, like, you have to do, but mm. most of them are bonus. So you've got to yeah. figure them out on your own, mm-hmm. which is good for replayability. There's one that I found where you knock out a radio guy before you can radio other people. That's apparently uh, a 007 yeah. moment. Oh, something else I wanted to mention about so about the car sections, which I also enjoyed. Yeah. Um, was my, my other favorite weapon besides the shotgun is the the the, the tire, tire slashers. The tires, because it, it's not a tire slasher. You hit a car with it, and it like explodes and goes flying <laughs> away from you, like it was just punched by a giant invisible fist. Mm. It was pretty amazing. Yeah, yeah, those are fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we we also have a couple new bad guys that were not from the movie, like right. the woman in the cat suit, for example, played by Maria Menounos. Love her. Mm-hmm. Yes. What did you What did you think about the the puzzles? There was also some puzzles. Uh, I I thought they were interesting. Like, you know, a lot of times when you're using the uh, the Q copter, that you're trying to solve a puzzle to like. All right, how do I, you know, navigate this thing to like blow up the door to get into the door? Mm-hmm. The Q-copter really can't do anything except blow up. Yeah. Other than that, it's mostly just backtracking to find a lever you have to pull. <laughs> right, right. Uh, I also liked the fight against the helicopter in the mm-hmm. library. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That w- that was cool and challenging. Mm-hmm. And I liked the first boss fight against Red Grant. Mm. Yeah, where you're in a train station and he has this big gun. Because he like slowly destroys your cover, so you right. have to yeah. move quickly. Mm-hmm. I thought that was neat. So actually, here's something we haven't talked about. Well, we briefly mentioned it, but so Sean Connery at I don't how old was he in this point? Uh, let me do the math quickly. Mm-hmm. So this game came out in 2005, presumably recorded around 2004, and he was born in 1930. So he was six seventy five. Mm-hmm. 74, 75, when he recorded this. What did you think of his vocal vocal performance? Because that's the that was the crazy thing to me about this game is that they got back Sean Connery, Mr. Never Again, except for it never say never again, but mm. you know, it's out of continuity. Said he'd never perform as Bond again. 
and they got him to do it. And, you know, it's still 75-year-old Sean Connery's voice coming out of, you know, young Sean Connery's body. You know, I actually, in general, I liked it. It didn't sound like he was 75. It actually yeah, sounded like yeah. he cared. Mm, yeah. <laughs> so like like, he, was, I, he wasn't phoning in. He was actually trying to act out these lines. Yeah, the lines they gave him, it's not like there's deep emotion in them. No, right? Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, it's it's weird. Like, a voice performance is quite different from a in-front-of-the-camera performance. Mm-hmm. And it, it's kind of amazing that they were able to pull it off. I actually <laughs> thought when it started was that they were using recorded clips oh, of Sean like Connery from the movie. from the movie? Yeah, no, these are brand-new recordings. Yeah, it, it didn't sound any different to me. It's, it, I just kind of wish they had, like, taken a little bit more risks with it. You know? Mm. I mean, Don't ask me what kind of risks. Yeah, okay, I was about to, because... It's, I, I guess, I mean, like, deep emotions. I mean, it is a video oh, game where you just run around It's a video game. <laughs> also, Connery's Bond, you know, in particular, never had really deep moments. That's true. So That's it's true. not like they could really... Unless they were doing an adaptation of On Her Majesty's Secret Service, which, of course, didn't star him. It starred George Lazenby. Then it's really hard to do... Oh, that would have been that's a good idea. You should write. You should work for EA. It's like uh, an imaginary. They don't have the license anymore. I know, but it's like, uh, what if Honor Majesty's Secret Service had Sean Connery in it, and it's oh, also a video our... game? <laughs> uh, <laughs> I mean, there are, there are deep fakes on the internet of putting Connery in on Her Majesty's Secret Service, except they haven't. They don't have the voice there. There you go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, so okay. So, Rose, speaking of Rosa Clapp, yes. Did we fight her in the game? No. I feel like, what happens? Does she just like disappear? No. So they do. They do what? How the film ends, which is, you know, she's disguised as the maid once they get to Venice, and like she does her little shoe thing, and then she, um, Tatiana has to choose between shooting Bond or her because she's still under Cleb's orders, and she shoots Cleb, and that's okay. all how she's dispatched. And then after that, which is really the end of the movie, that's when you have the big boss fight in the, in the Spectre, I mean, the Octopus Slayer. Right, which ends the game. I think, yeah, yeah, you couldn't even make that a quick time event. No, yeah, that... that. I mean, there's, there's, not, there's not really a lot of quick time events. That Quick time events weren't a big thing yet at this point. Thank, thank goodness. I mean, I never thought I would have wanted a quick time event, but <laughs> it's, it's better than just watching a cutscene, right? Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of Tatiana, what, how did you feel about the escort mechanic? Oh, where she has a uh, she's like a danger meter or it's something. Like a da- it's 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 a threat level, is what or something like oh, that. Okay, yeah, yeah, that's right. I thought I thought it was fine. I yeah, actually, it, fine. it actually I, didn't. I, didn't I don't really it. like escort missions in well, general. Yeah, I mean, so. no, nobody likes escort <laughs> missions, but you could do it a lot worse. <laughs> yeah, true, true. What I also just like, so not only did I get Connery's voice. But they definitely, like, in terms of modeling him, modeling him and everyone else, they did a really good job. But I also appreciated, like, the movement of him as well. That looked pretty good for Connery. And they also, like, Connery in, as Bond was very much, you know, he didn't aim his gun. He was always firing from the hip. Uh-huh. And they have that as well in, like, how he fires a gun. And how he fires a pistol. I yeah. definitely can see that now that you mention it. Yeah, yeah. That's true. Do you have a favorite gun? I, I like the shotgun. I, I said the, I said oh, the oh, SMG. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we, I, yeah, I it was right. very useful versatile. style. The driving levels, I, well, I, I, I only played, I did play one of them through the five levels I played last night just to refresh my memory. 
it's easier than I remember it being. Because I remember the first time I did it, I really struggled with the driving levels. Because they they have the Aston, you know, handle as it actually would. In that it's, you know, cars from the 60s right. don't handle the all great. Yeah, sure. That's the reason. It wasn't just the limitations of the technology at the time. Well, if you go back to everything or nothing, the driving levels there are very smooth. The, the Aston Martin, I think they have the V12 Vantage, or one of the v, uh, no, newer Astons, handles very smoothly. So it seemed like it was designed that way. Because they've That's done fine. it in the previous game. Yeah, so the only sort of thing about the driving levels, besides the one that's timed, which always sucks, you know, yeah. no gamer will ever like that, <laughs> is that the first few levels are all in that same town, so they're kind of the same, oh, like the right. same environment. In, in Istanbul, yes. Yeah, and then later when you're out on, like, the coast, mm-hmm. that's a lot better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, like, I like the part where you have to you're constantly jumping over things. Mm-hmm. For me, it's more about, it's not necessarily about the gameplay or, you know, the intricacy of the, oh, I can't, I'm, it's more about the feel of getting absorbed into that world. I thought they had did a really good job of sort of, like I said, modeling all of the various, you know, characters in the in the movie, as well yeah, as like getting, the sixties like, vibe. Yeah, as well as also getting people, you know, sound alikes or voice actors to actually sound like the actors. I think the person who does M sounds really good, as well as Tatiana and Red Grant. Yeah, they all sound really good. Yeah, it almost makes you wish for more cutscenes and less blasting. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yep. So I know I brought this up before with a quote about how video games turn James Bond into a gun tot and commando. Right. It, in I this mean, game, you totally are. You yeah. totally are. You're constantly shooting people. But mm-hmm. it's not a complaint because it's better than like a forced stealth section or like forced conversation or anything like that. Mm-hmm. So that's how I, I prefer it. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, oh, I also liked the um, tear gas mechanic hmm. that was right. kind of cool and they don't always remind you that you have a gas mask though again and this might be because it's an older game there is some user experience issues <laughs> like for example there's special ammunition oh yes and in order to equip special ammunition you have to go into a different menu yeah. go to the gun that you want to use it for and then change the ammo type as opposed to just hitting a button when you're on that gun and then mm-hmm. having it switch yeah and so the result is I basically never use special ammo because I always forgot. Really? That I had it. <laughs> <laughs> Did you do the uh, extra levels? Um, I have a long time ago, but it's been a while. Mm-hmm. Or go for like the achievos or the 007 moments. Mm, definitely for the 007 moments, but I don't think yeah the other stuff. It's been a long time. Yeah. So speaking, so since you know James Bond trivia, the friend with the mustache. Oh, Karen Bay, yes. I seem to remember the actor was, like, dying of, like, stomach cancer or something yes. when he did it. Yes. Do you know um, the whole story about that? Or the listeners may want to know. He w- he basically, well, we can talk more about it whenever we actually cover the film from Russia With Love. But, yeah, uh-huh. he basically was struggling to get through the shoot. And if I recall, like, he committed suicide not too long after the that, Yeah, that's right. Was, yeah. Mm-hmm. I yeah. thought there'd be a bit more to the story than that. There's but, not okay. really much. <laughs> yeah, I, just that, you know, that it was tragic that, you know, he... He went out that way, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm surprised the game didn't let you unlock different cars, as well as different uh, outfits. Well, I mean, you're also, like, this is 60s Connery Bond. There's really only one car. <laughs> yeah, why would you want to play as anything else? I mean, unless you drive the light blue sunbeam from Dr. No. That's the only other car he drives I can think of. That, there that, you go. that convertible that he drives around in front of the very bad rear projection. You remember that? Yes, of course. I don't think it was bad. I thought it was classic. I mean, so yeah. 
that also something else I wanted to bring up. So in the beginning, like the first, the second level of the game, you have yeah. to cross a checkpoint and you fight your way around, and then you're on a stationary gun, and you have to yeah. kill a tank with it. Right. And I got tank. stuck on that for a while. Really? I, yeah, because I, I wasn't sure who to shoot, oh. and the, the minion with the rocket launcher kept shooting me, and then he just knocks Bond over, and then he slowly gets back up <laughs> while everyone's shooting him. And then when I went back and watched it later on YouTube, yeah, I don't know whether that was glitched or whether mine was glitched, because the guy kept shooting Bond with the rocket launcher, and it like didn't even hurt him. Oh. Uh, no, it Let definitely hurt me when over. I did it last night. Oh, okay. Yeah. Did it knock you over too? Um, it did. If you got hit enough enough times, you you do. But I basically always like I was just shooting at the tank, and then I just if I saw him come up, I would just shoot you know, towards him and then come back, and basically not not you know let my finger leave the trigger and just just spray and go up and then back back in the center tank of the tank. Yep, as you do the stationary turret. So yeah. We'll have to give you back the GameCube version and see if it holds up. Yeah, yeah. All right, well, shall we give a rating for this then? Zach, I'm very curious. I, I, I don't know. Are you going to get mad at me if I give it a bad rating? No, we'll, we'll, we'll rate it on a scale of, you know, one to ten martinis, one being 007 Legends for anyone who's played that game, and ten being better than Goldeneye, classic well, Goldeneye. Goldeneye doesn't hold up, by the way. <laughs> but, um... Yeah, I don't think it was a bad game. I thought it was pretty enjoyable. It okay. had some jank, considering how old it was and the right, system I mean, that it was on. Yeah. But yeah, I thought it was fine. I thought it was okay. I, I will give it a 6 out of 10. I thought, thought okay. it was enjoyable. I... I would I not mean, go back and play it again, though. Oh, interesting. Slide. Okay, so I would go back and play it again, and then I definitely did, and because have. I went <laughs> and have. I've, I've gone through it... I've played through the whole game at least twice, and I would probably... After playing the first five levels last night, I'm like, hmm, maybe I will, you know, hop off after this recording and play a little bit more. There you go. Because I just, you know, I'm not a big gamer, so these these nitpicks that you seem to have about gameplay, the gameplay sit style or anything, I'm roll with and go. I'm like, okay, that so that's how you play it, and I just deal with it. But like getting sucked into that world and yeah, Fresh with Love is one of my favorite James Bond movies. So the fact that they actually made it Bond. Video game with it, yeah. Starring I mean, Sean Connery like with his against basically. Yeah, so <laughs> I'm gonna give it. I'll give it a. I'll give it a seven and a half out of ten. Oh, so you think they could do better? I mean, I think that you know, if they were going to do a, it, that, it's the weird because I l do love the movie, but it's not the most action packed. So if they were gonna do one of his other, like you know, you only live twice. As a you know, actually has a volcano base and invasion and all this sort of stuff. So like, maybe that's where the one they should have done mm. well, if they were what, turning it into a video game. Well, what about doing an original story like everything? They could have done nothing. that too. Yeah, yeah. That seems like I, it almost would have been a better decision, right? Maybe. I mean, you'd also to be yeah, it'd, it'd be an interesting balance of you have to make it feel like the '60s, um, but also in you know creating a new story that hasn't been covered in some sort of way with Connery. Yeah. So, I mean, if, yeah, I think that would have been a fun way to do it too. That's why, that is why I gave it a seven. It, like, it is a very fun game for me and I like it a lot, but I, you know, there could have been better things, yeah. other things there, to do. Yeah. There's room for improvement. It, it is older too. Video games, unlike movies, don't necessarily age that well. But speaking of cl classic video games, I have a recommendation for you. Okay. I have, but, with the caveat that I haven't personally played it. It's a game called No One Lives Forever. Uh, spy or uh, Spy in Harm's Way. Yep. 
Right. So you're familiar with it already. Right? I've played through the first level of the... I think it was the first game. I have both both the first and second games. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I have played through the first level of... I forget if it was the first or the second. It's it's fun so far. Yeah. I okay, so been, for, for yeah. Those, the audience members who may not be familiar with it, it's a classic 60s style video game first person shooter and the protagonist is basically emma peel from the avengers yeah her name is kate archer if i recall mm-hmm. yep so uh it seemed like it'd be up christian's alley but anyway and continue. so uh, speaking of other games so there have been a number of different vi- bond video games since this game come out so in order you had quantum of solace by activision which was a Actually, an adaptation of both Quantum of Solace and Casino Royale, um, but came out around this time of the Quantum of Solace movie. You had mm. Golden Eye Reloaded, which was a remake of Golden Eye for the Xbox, but starring Daniel Craig. Yeah, I remember seeing previews for that, and then mm-hmm. they had people playing it at a con that I went to. It might have been Awesome Con here in D.C. And I was like, oh, you know, interesting. I, I would give that a try. Have you played that one? I have. I've played through... I haven't, I think I'm on the last level. I never actually finished the last level of Goldeneye Reloaded um, when you're actually taking out the satellite dish. Uh, I think I should get back to it at some point. But yeah, I played it on the... It's one of the few sort of good shooters for the Wii. Mm-hmm. And you actually get to use like the the Wii nunchuck and the uh, remote. I have like a you know it's a what did they call that? Uh, whatever the Wii like gun system was that you basically oh the feel Wii like blaster or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. So I I use that for that. It's a lot of fun. Um, so I've played through all of Quantum of Solace, um, and then after that, still with Activision, we had Bloodstone, which was an original story starring Daniel Craig. Um, I don't. Oh, I never even heard of that one. Yeah, it was just. I think it was for the Xbox, PC, and probably PS. Or I don't remember. Maybe PS3 at that point. Probably. I don't know. It's an original story. It was sort of set. It actually came out the same day as GoldenEye Reloaded did, for which was like a Wii exclusive. I think. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, and then finally, from Activision, you had 007 Legends, which was an interesting story. So it was. Starring Daniel Craig, and it's mm. sort of set um, basically at the beginning during the beginning of Skyfall, where you know after he gets sh- you know shot by Money Penny and he's like <laughs> yeah. falls into the uh, into the river. Mm-hmm. Basically, he has fever dreams as he you think he's as he thinks he's about to die, revisiting past missions. Except their missions are Golden Eye or Goldfinger, so you right. see, get to see Daniel Craig in Goldfinger, mm-hmm. Moonraker. Mm. Uh, on Her Majesty's Secret Service, License to Kill, and then finally there's a Skyfall level. So, it, the fact that you rated it a 1, though, it seems to indicate that it doesn't live up to that premise. <laughs> so, basically, it, I'm like, the, it's, the premise is really fun, but it's just a Call of Duty clone. Mm. You can't even really tell that you're in Moonraker. I mean, you can. Like that, that, that Moonraker is probably the most. Oh, Die Another Day was the other one that I forgot. Oh. <laughs> they had, a, uh-huh. you know, one they had real interest, like Moonraker and Die Another Day. Those are their choices for those for those two. Like basically, they had one from every Bond actor. Uh-huh. Also, License to Kill. I don't know. So got to pick one of them. <laughs> yeah, I, one of those two. But yeah. The gameplay is very much just a sh- like you said, just he's you know a shoot 'em up commando kind of thing, right? Whereas you know, 
some of those movies lend themselves to that. Some others don't. And it's just, and yeah, it just felt like a, a bad, you know, Call of Duty clone in a lot in a lot of places. Whereas, you know, at least, you know, From a True Love did not feel like that. It doesn't feel like a clone of the, uh, something else, really. That's fair. Um, uh, the Seven Legend sounds like the perfect one to watch on YouTube. Probably, actually. Instead of playing it. Yeah, and then on the mobile gaming side, we had oh god, this one, actually, I should have said this is the one, as is, is the one or zero. Mm-hmm. James Bond World of Espionage mobile game, which was basically it's, again, Daniel Craig's Bond going through all of these past missions, include like, you know, including from other James Bonds, but Using uh-huh. basically um, clip art and uh, what's the what's the fo- you know the generic photo art the like of people what what's one of, what do I think of what's it called like, like a still cut scene with text on the bottom like in no. a lot of JRPGs well, it was it was that but no like where you where um, Getty photos or something like that basically oh, no they, they just pulled like <laughs> images from Getty photos and and what's and uh yeah. Wow, so it was really made on It was team. really bad, and it was like there was no actual gameplay of you you doing anything. It was just basically you're clicking a button as you're going through a story, mm-hmm. and not in an interesting way like the you know the Batman games. It was right. just, with an interesting story. No, there's just like yeah, it was terrible. So that really <laughs> should have been the zero or one. Mm. Finally, we have a game that was released just last week. Uh, Cipher 007 for Apple Arcade. If you're not familiar with Apple Arcade, it's basically a subscription service on Apple, so you get exclusive games. And the nice thing about these Apple Arcade is you don't there's no in-app purchases, so you don't you're not it's not a pay-to-win right. scenario. Like every other mobile game. Right, yeah. So I appreciated that. So Cypher 007, similar premise to 007 Legends. Except, so yet yet another one where you go through the old movies. Okay. Except there's a reason this time. It's not just he's having fever dreams. So the prologue sets up that he's trying to infiltrate a spectral layer. He gets captured, mm. and Blofeld is trying to brainwash him. And so the best way to counteract the brainwashing is for his mind to rebuild itself by re- remembering all these past missions. All right. And so Let's so far, the- I've gotten. I'm on the second chapter. So the first chapter was really just sort of setting that up and like fig- letting you figure out how to play the game. Uh, it's kind of Skyfall inspired because you go through like the London Underground and through MI6. The second level is you only live twice, and that's been int- pretty good so far. So I like it because it's on Apple Arcade. It's actually it's funny like they they're very specific about how about like death and shooting. So the bad guys don't die; they just fall asleep. You don't have a gun. You have uh, it's a stun gun. Wow! It's barely. This sounds like James Bond Jr. Yeah, but it is. St- I mean, it's still like it. The mechanics of it are base are the same. You know, you just you still shoot the people, and you will die, and you get to you restart. You know, at, at various checkpoints. So it's is it like of, cartoony? A little bit. Okay. Well, maybe um, I'll check it out. It's it's fun. Yeah, I, I um, it's kind of stealth puzzle based more than it is a shooter, which I well, appreciate. Yeah, that's kind of what you want for a spy game. Yeah. And yeah. do people ask him the numbers, James? What do they mean? What's that? Never mind. That was the reference to Call of Duty Black Ops. Oh. Mm-mm. No. All right. Forget and it. And 
So finally, we have upcoming projects in terms of James Bond video games. It's called Project 007 by IO Interactive, who are the makers of Hitman. We know next to nothing about this game, not even when it would come out or what the storyline would be. The only thing we do kind of know is that it will be an original story and it'll be an original James Bond. So it won't be based on any of this, you know, characters or actors that we have seen in the past. They've done that before, right? Only I think they, I seem to remember twice. there's been a game. Yeah. Um, in Agent Under Fire, it is a, you know, non and not a real James Bond. Or right. Not a, not a real actor, rather. It's yes. a likeness based on, you know, a sort of generic James Bond. And in uh, GoldenEye Rogue Agent, you don't play as Bond. You play as a disgraced double O agent who turns to work for the bad guys. Um, Ooh, neat. Which is, it's, it's a neat premise, but it really has nothing to do with the GoldenEye game. <laughs> but you do you do work with Bond in the uh, opening mission, and you get him killed. Although you, it's revealed this was all just a training exercise. It wasn't really, you know, what? getting 007 killed. That's lame. But because of that training exercise, you the main character gets fired. So yeah, when you I, see that <laughs> um, James Bond, it is also not based on any pre-existing actor. Mm. And actually, the third time it is, is Cypher 007, the Apple Arcade game. It is not based on a specific 007 actor, although it kind of looks like Roger Moore. Like, all of the, you know, you have your M, your Q, and your um, Money Pennies, and they all kind of look like certain characters, certain actors, but they're not specifically based on them. So, right. yeah. <laughs> anyway, so that's, yeah, that's what I've got about, uh, you know, all the well, since you talked about it, yeah. since you talked about every other Bond game, why don't you just talk about everything or nothing now? <laughs> I mean, what's the, what do you want to know about it? It's just well, I did, mean, did, did you like it? What'd you, I, what'd you I think? liked it a lot. I think it was, I mean, was, it, good? was it as good as From Russia with Love? I, I, I don't. That's I'd put them right there side by side. I mean, because it is an original story. I do appreciate that they brought you know actors like and actresses like Heidi Klum, Willem Dafoe. They brought back Jaws, which was nice. Right, and they actually did. They did get you know Judy Gench back to voice her, her M, and as well as it being really Pierce Brosnan's swan song. That's interesting, actually. Now that I think about it, for both Pierce Brosnan and Sean Connery, the last time they ever played James Bond was in a video game. That's totally believable. <laughs> <laughs> kind of like how all these Doctor Who actors, their last Doctor oh, Who performances, an audio drama or an audio book or something mm -hmm. like that. Though, I, I must say, speaking of actors coming back, I recently played the Ghostbusters video game. Oh, uh, yeah, how's that? Because they were like, it's the actors believe them to be the unofficial third movie. Right, right, yeah. And it is cool that they're all back. Like, mm -hmm. how often have you played a video game with Bill Murray as a voice in it? Like, hmm. never, right? Fair enough, yeah. But the story is pretty... Is, pretty generic to be honest oh, like there's okay. another god from another world uh, you know they ask him if he's a god he says yes oh yeah yeah they got him. Uh, um though they, they do some cool stuff with ghost world like they go into the ghost world where oh, everything's okay. like yeah. you know th things that would be way too expensive to do in a movie you can do that in the game right, so that's kind of what i mean by like doing something really different because uh -huh. you can uh -huh. they just could have pushed it a little bit further so it's still i mean but, yeah it's for, still kind of fun it's yeah. a good time Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah, when you're talking about that for from Russia Love, you've if you push it too far away from the movie, then just call it something else entirely. Yeah, I mean like I don't even have really any brilliant ideas for what I mean they, they had 
they did, you know, add that whole other level in the end, which was, you know, the uh, yeah. Plus, you you had, you had boats, you had more mm -hmm. car chases, yeah. all that stuff. Yeah. Uh, what's what more can a James Bond fan ask for? I mean, really. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you all for joining us. Happy James Bond Day to you all. Mm -hmm. You can find us on social media at the SpyFi Guys on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and also our merch store at redbubble.com. Until next time, I'm Zach. And I'm Christian. And we are the SpyFi Guys, signing off. Thank you for listening to the SpyFi Guys. If you enjoyed our podcast, please be sure to give us a five-star rating on iTunes. The theme song from this podcast is Mistake the Getaway by Kevin McLeod from Incompetech.com. Licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0. Films, books, and television shows reviewed by our podcast are the intellectual property of their respective copyright holders, and no infringement is intended. This is a personal podcast. Any views, statements, or opinions expressed in this podcast are personal and belong solely to the participants. They do not represent those of people, institutions, or organizations that the participants may or may not be associated with in a professional or personal capacity unless explicitly stated. Any views or opinions are not intended to malign any religion, ethnic group, club, organization, company, or individual. You can find our podcast on social media at The Spy Fi Guys on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram.